Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you help us again tonight by supplying your grace. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. The labor of a watchman will require some disciplines that you need to cultivate. You will need to know what it means to wait. And the reason why waiting is not an option is because the God that we call unto is not an errand boy. He will only go into action when he pleases. The job of a watchman has a lot to do with humility because you will be compelled to wait for your king to speak. Activities in the realm of the spirit do not pick up until God decides to utter his voice. Even when Satan was able to deceive Adam, seemingly to truncate the intention of God for establishing the visible universe, he was assured of one thing, that the God by whose words creation came into being had the authority to speak again. And that's why scripture calls him the immutable. You can't mute him. The moment he is able to speak again, he can set a lot of things in motion. So part of the culture that we have to develop is the ability to wait on God. Because there are times when there is silence in heaven and God is not speaking. I know most of us have been trying to secure the voice of God concerning your life. And and it seems to be a difficult task. It is not because God doesn't like talking. Hallelujah. But it is needful for us to understand that it is the nature of God to talk little. He only answers much, but he talks little. So if you are going to be part of the labors of a watchman, you must be acquainted with these realities which you are going to face as you interface with God. The first discipline that you may need to develop is called watching. Watching, I'm going to put that in another category because I'm going to explain in detail, probably in this service, what it means. All of the dynamics of the verb watching in this context. So I'll put that last, okay? So you need to develop waiting, a waiting culture, um, which is an act of humility that you assume because you understand that nothing can compel God to speak if he doesn't want to speak. And it's only when God speaks that things begin, activities begin to take place, alignments begin to form, possibilities begin to find expression. So the watchman must cultivate, must discipline himself to, um, to do a marathon and not a sprint. Are you with me? You are not with me. Alright, let me educate you. Some time ago, I was on my knees and the Lord Jesus came into my um, sitting room. And he told me a lot about Benway State. Told me so many things. And um, from the way he said it, I felt maybe the things would begin to come to pass the next week. Because he said it so... Do you know how long I waited? I waited for 10 years. Then the first one happened. I was thinking that maybe now that the first one has happened, the second one will happen in the next two weeks. I waited again. It took five years for the second one. 
Please let me tell you on the ball. We need to cultivate the art of waiting. I want to break your heart this night. Some of the things you are seeing will happen in the time of in the days of your children. And so you need to understand that we, are, we don't call the shots. A lot of people come to me thinking I'm God. I can't make things happen. I'm just a If you know how helpless I am in the presence of God, it's the grace of God that even gives me the empowerment to do the little that I do. I am not God, please. I can, I can desire a change for you. I can trust God for it. But only our God can perform it. We, we all are sentenced to waiting because we are in the service of a king and nothing happens until our king decides to speak. The agency through which God rules is the agency of decrees. The first time words were used in the Bible was not for communication, but for creation. That's how he rules. He doesn't need to stand from his throne in order for him to get anything done. He just speaks it and a chain of reactions begin to take place. Part of the reaction that takes place because God speaks is that angelic activity is activated instantly. Journeys and all kinds of stuff take place. In fact, the entire spirit realm is renovated. New alignments are, are formed on the strength of a spoken word. Right? So nothing changes until God speaks. And because of that, we must learn how to wait. This waiting is not purposeless waiting. We are waiting in prayer. Because you will never know when God speaks except you were keeping your watch when the utterance was released into the realm of the Spirit. That's when your spiritual senses will be activated through the Holy Spirit for you to know the new normal in the realm of God. And just in case a decree has been made and you were not watching. Are you with me? What happens is that the, the entire stretch of the spirit realm is colored by the new utterance. And even though you backslided from prayer for two weeks, if you come into the realm again and there's activation, you will still pick up the coloration that the realm sustains because of the new utterances that have come into that space. So one of the disciplines that the watchman must develop is the art of prayer waiting. Remember, something does not change just because you came before a powerful man of God. It changes because God speaks. Remember that. The way people join lines to come and see me, it's as if you think I have one ability. You don't know. <laughs> May the Lord give you understanding. Yeah, I, I appreciate the gift. I appreciate the grace of God. But um, if God doesn't speak, I can't help you. But the way you come, you come as if I have everything at my disposal. I can decide to create things. And you don't know that I myself need to wait for God to speak in order for me to be empowered by the grace of God to ex you know, execute his counsel in your life. A gifted man is powerful, but he's not that significant. He's activated for, for kingdom activity on the strength of the spoken word of God. And there are times in heaven when there is silence. The culture of waiting is a culture that cannot be overemphasized. So, the waiting culture. I'll talk about the watching culture last, lastly. Then we have what is called the listening culture. There is a grace you need to receive from God for listening. For listening. Many of you are in a hurry. You pray a lot, but you don't know how to listen. So, you don't even know how to put in the spiritual sequel to, to come about a harvest that is already available. Listening. I, I think I need to do a series on listening. How to listen. Hallelujah. Oh, you are not with me. Okay. Okay. Let me leave. All right. No problem. 
you will need an anointing. Listening is spiritual listening or spiritual hearing is facilitated by a grace. There is a grace that must come upon you in order for you to hear what is said in the spirit. So there's an anointing that is responsible for hearing. When we talk about spiritual listening, spiritual listening, um, it's, it's uh, an art. It's a spiritual art that must be taught because your profit in terms of guidance will come if your listening capacity is adequate. Have you read the scripture that says wisdom is profitable to direct? It is suggestive of the fact that the profit that we derive from wisdom comes from its ability to give direction. So if you cannot hear, if the listening of faith, the hearing of faith is not part of the competencies you have developed, you are likely to be marginalized. Every one of us, every single believer is supposed to be trained to listen in the spirit. I know most of you listen to 9 o'clock news. I need to assure you tonight with great... um, Great sorrow. Uh, there's not much that you hear on nine o'clock news. It's almost a waste of time. It's not a waste of time, but it's almost a waste of time. But if you can tune your ears to hear in the spirit, you will always be strategic. You will know when the person you are attempting to marry is going to destroy your tomorrow. Uh, spiritual hearing is critical. In the book of Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4, which is one of many scriptures that I hope to roll out, um, the Bible says the Lord has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Then he tells us how the anointing that is situated in receiving the word of the Lord works. He said he wakened morning by morning. He wakened my ear to hear as the land. You see, God is the one responsible for facilitating spiritual hearing. Um, this wakened that the book of Isaiah chapter 50 speaks about is not necessarily waking you up from sleep. That's not what that scripture is saying. It's waking you up from being deaf. It wakens you from deafness into spiritual hearing. If all you have to hear with is your physical ears, the Bible is saying you are deaf. And you will need to be wakened by the Lord to hear. I can't waken you to hear, but I can give you a few suggestions that will be, make it very easy for the Holy Spirit to waken your spiritual ears for spiritual hearing. Your civilization, your capacity, your ability in the spirit is going to be determined largely by what you pick up from the spirit realm. And you know I'm not a prophet by calling, but uh, there is no advantage that the prophet has over me in terms of hearing. Because I know what it takes to hear. 
And it's my duty to teach you. Hallelujah. So whether or not you are a prophet is immaterial. Spiritual hearing is a possibility that is open to all believers. And as part of our watching, we we need to be taught how to listen to God. First of all, God is spirit. God is not flesh. God is not bone. God doesn't use words the way we do. The reason is because of the consequence that finds expression when God speaks. You know, you've heard me say it before, as humorous as Jesus was, Jesus never cracked a joke. Never. Why is that? Okay, let me explain why. The scripture says that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. I know what you heard in the scripture I quoted is that God is religious. God is has a nature of righteousness that compels him even though he has the ability to lie he chooses not to lie because of his righteousness that's what you heard because of your religion i'm saying that god cannot lie that means if god speaks whether if what god has said doesn't look true the day god speaks it it will become true it's 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 a reality that is captured in an energy level such that his words cannot go and fall to the ground and come back to him void it's impossible exactly now, if God has such power, you think he, he will invest it in joking? Like saying that, see your big leg, then the leg will become big. So he won't use that kind of power the way we use words. And that's why most times we expect, there's one pastor that came here the other day, he said, um, what did he say again? He said, um, oh, they saw him very intimate with a lady somewhere in Wadata. And they asked, ah, Pastor, you are married. He said, God has told him that his wife is going to die. So he's making advanced preparation so that <laughs> when the void is created, he, can, he will have a very swift mode of replacement. Guess what happened? It was him that died. <laughs> we make God a talkative. <laughs> That's not how you use his words. And that's why you must be trained to know how to pick his words. Right? So we'll, we'll go into all of that training maybe some other month. It will take us one month to train you on spiritual hearing. My vision this year is that every one of us will be a competent watchman. In fact, when I see the line of for counseling, I know that I have failed. You see the long, they are, all of them, they are looking for me. I know, I know, I, I evaluate myself based on the length of the line. It means you don't know how to seek God. You can't secure help from God. And so you need pastor. In apostolic pastoring, my assessment will be more on the excellent side if you have the ability to seek God out yourself and to. So what I do over your life is to provide covering and to ensure that you are not destroyed. Bringing warning to you where it is necessary so that your soul can be bridled to perpetually be hoisted under the canopy of righteousness. To bring blessing to you from God's holy pavilion and to ensure that the least among us become as strong as David. <laughs> May the Lord give you understanding. 
So the second duty of a watchman is that verb called listening. Like I said, we'll need to do a month-long teaching on the subject of spiritual listening. Then we have a third word, which is seeing. Seeing in the spirit. Seeing in the spirit. Spiritual sight. It's part of the modes of communication that our God, who is spirit, makes available to us to perceive what he's doing. Most of the times, the difference between a seer and a normal believer is that a seer has the privilege to see what God is doing and how God performs his counsel. It helps your faith when you see. And God is a God that wants us to have spiritual sight. And there is no way you begin to exercise yourself in the spirit for a long time, whether or not you are a prophet, that your sight will not pop open. Now, how many of you have been dreaming since we started fasting and praying? You just notice series of dreams, all kinds of things. Even the wicked people that are looking for you, you are seeing them, all of them. Can you see how many hands? Yeah. So it, it is actually possible for us to teach people how to be prophetic. Teach people how to be sound in the spirit. Teach people how to respond to the Holy Ghost. When we are done with this prayer and fasting, we'll do some, teach you some practicals and all of that before the, the end. Alright? And then we'll go for evangelism. You'll be amazed what you will do. I know what I'm talking about. As fearful as you are, sister, your hands will heal. Maybe it's you that will raise the dead. I know you don't. You are laughing because you don't believe. I know the power of the spirit inside of you. The reason why I strive with scriptures is to get you to believe him. If, if I succeed in making you trust him, you, are, you will become another center of the dispensing of his grace. The moment you trust him, that's all. Life for you shifts. Life is no longer based on your know-how. It will not be based on his grace. So we have something called spiritual seeing. And the job of a watchman requires sight. Then we have other features like obeying. You see, when God comes so close to you and gives you the grace to be able to articulate what he's doing... It is in the nature of God not to accomplish anything except he has the partnership of a man. I don't know why God chose to do that. But if God must do something, he will require the partnership of a man. It is on the strength of this that God will have to educate you so that you come up to speed with the current technology that God is adopting. If I take you to the book of um, Daniel, the book of Daniel, you will see that Daniel began with intercession. He was a novice, a complete ignoramus. But he was determined to pray. So it doesn't matter how you are when you begin to engage the realm of the spirit. If you become a significant player in the agenda of God, he will arrange the education for you himself. Now, Daniel began to pray for Israel. What he did was that he went to study um, the book of Jeremiah. And he was able to calculate how much time the prophecy captured that the children of Israel will be in captivity. And he saw that it was 70 years. And when he used his own calendar to do the calculation, 
he saw that Israel had tarried in bondage beyond the time allocated. So he began to pray. That was the basis of his prayer. Oh my God! So we have stayed, we are overstayed in captivity. You have already been, the, the judgment has achieved its full time. So he was asking for intervention. Asking for all of that. But the guy did not understand that from the day he began to pray, because he was praying on the right platform, the timing for his demands were accurate. Are you with me? Angels were sent from heaven. Namely, Gabriel. Then Gabriel was imprisoned by the prince of patience. That's when you understand spiritual warfare. Maybe he will do spiritual warfare later. Then you realize some laws of spiritual warfare. One of such laws is that only a prince can bind a prince. You see, Gabriel, in all of the times we see him in the scripture, he was never referred to as an angelic prince. And so he did not have the stature to contain the prince of Persia in battle. And so even though he is one of the information angels, he is not the principal information angel. When the prince of Persia found him trafficking information, and he knows that the moment he goes to earth with that information, one of the sons of men will become enlightened. And that enlightenment will make the person to orchestrate prayer as a weapon that can dislodge the garrison of such demonic presences in the territory. So it was necessary, therefore, for Gabriel to be brought into bondage. Now, the guy praying in Jerusalem, the guy praying in Babylon, sorry, never knew that the angel that was dispatched to bring him information about the implication of his prayers in the realm of the spirit, the guy was still praying. Praying the same words. He had not adjusted to accommodate the new events that have happened in the spirit realm. Daniel was in desperate need of education. He began the prayer and his basis of enlightenment was studying the books. One of which was writings of Jeremiah. But he needed much more than, of, than scripture for him to be able to partner well with the angelic horde in order to bring Israel into the season of the ordination. He needed spiritual knowledge, not just Bible knowledge. Bible knowledge took him to a point, but now he needs spiritual knowledge. Knowledge of how the texture of the spirit realm is on the account of his um, spiritual activity and some insights that he needs to know about the politics of the spirit realm that will make him more effective in his service delivery as a watchman in prayer. Then Michael was received, released from heaven. Michael is the prince of warriors. So when he got into the battle, the prince of Persia could not withstand him. It was Michael that went and released Gabriel. And because Michael was competent in battle, he was able to hold the ground for Gabriel to go past the information. You could see that Gabriel came to Daniel and told him that I've come to give you skill and understanding. There is a lot of learning that must accumulate for you to become a master spiritual warrior that can defend the territory. And as long as you are still breathing, Satan will need to go to the neighboring cities to do what he wants to do. He will not be able to come into your own territory. That was how Samuel was. So there are many things that you are going to encounter in the course of your spiritual activity that God will not even allow you to preach or teach. But you need to be armed with that level of knowledge for you to be able to prosecute some things in the realm of the spirit. There's a lot of obeying that needs to take place in order for alignments to find expression. 
possibilities to be released, windows to be opened, doors to open, for journeys to begin, for nations that are held under darkness to begin to see the first rays of light that to become the story of their visitation. I need to tell you this quickly before I open a scripture for tonight and then I can tell you about watching. The first thing I need to tell you is that it takes patience to watch. The moment you set your face to begin to watch, demons will come and try to play with your soul. If you are not a man that is dogged, you are not likely to make any progress. When you know the tricks of the devil and you become experienced and they know you know, they leave you. This, this matter. Okay, let me, let me give you some, give you a hint. The Holy Spirit functions from within you. That's where the seed of eternal life is sown. It is on your heart. In fact, the technology that by which it operates it was, is what we call the technology of a mingled spirit. Mingled spirit. Um, have you seen that scripture before that said, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Have you seen it before? Alright, so that's where I got the theology of a mingled spirit from. You are not, you are joined to the Lord. The joining took place in the spirit. So your spirit right now, there is a mixture of the Holy Ghost and your spirit and the Bible calls that mixture one spirit. Oh, you are not with me. How many of you know Coke? And you know Fanta? What's the color of Fanta? You know how Fanta tastes. When you mix Coke and Fanta, what's the, what's the outcome? Is it Coke or Fanta? <laughs> okay. There's a new product. That new product is not Coke. And the new product is not Fanta. You can give it a name, but it's not Coke. It's not Fanta. Do you understand that? All right. So when the Holy Spirit comes to tabernacle your spirit, there is a mingling that takes place. We'll talk about that later. There's a mingling. And a lot of possibility is tied to that mingling. The Greek word that is used... Ah! I've forgotten. Maybe I need to check it out. The Greek word that is used is the same Greek word that was used in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 when he says what God has joined together. That's the same Greek word. Right? It's God that joined it. Because in your spirit too, it's God that joined the Holy Ghost with your spirit. That's, that's the same Greek word that was used. So the mingled spirit has an economy. Has a way of operates. It has. I need to educate you about it because most of you are living lower than the expectation of the new creation. But if you know what it means for you to function according to the economy of the mingo spirit, um, for how many years? Is it up to 17 years, I believe? I have been doing the studies for the few things I began to teach because. At some point, I felt I would not live to finish teaching what God has taught. But we just started now. We just started now. But I've had like 17 years of study on these matters. As we are building, you will see what will happen to your life. 
you will see what will happen. Before December, you take an inventory. Then you see what God has done. You don't need help. You don't need a man to help you. God, Jehovah, he will help you. All right, let me jump. Let me jump because my time is... Listen to me first. It takes what? Patience to watch. The Lord works from within you. Satan works from the external. The first thing we need to overcome in order for you to break through in your watches is to be stronger within much more. Your senses within are much more prioritized than your senses without. If Satan wants to get your attention, he'll get your attention through your physical senses. Through your sense of hunger. Through your sense of sight. Through your sense of smell. Through your sense of weariness. Every sense that you have, Satan will use it to preach to you. But he preaches according to the language of vanity. Because the Bible says that the things that are seen, they are temporal. Vanity is the language of things that do not have the seed of eternity embedded in them. Those things are very noisy. And if you are not trained to have confidence in the activity of God, which is in your spirit, man, you are likely to believe that the noise of vanity is superior to the movements of God. The movements of God are silent. Whenever God speaks to you, whenever God moves upon your heart, it's, it's, um, He gives you the liberty to decide to disobey it. It doesn't, it's not as strong as temptation. Temptation doesn't give you the option of defiance. Do you understand that? But when God speaks, He speaks like a gentleman and He gives you the option. Your brain will still be working. Your intelligence that you got in University of Agriculture, it will still be working so that you have the opportunity to despise that which God is saying. But God will furnish his own mind sufficiently for you to be aware of the emphasis he's bringing. This act of patience that is part of the job of the watchman is supposed to be a discipline that leads you into mastery of the movements within, over and above what is on the outside. The devil will move on the outside to try to discourage you. The moment you begin to become... How many of you here, the moment you started this prayer and fasting, then attack started? That's an act of... That's the first in seven possible lines of action that Satan will take against you. This one is called intimidation. Don't try it. And you are likely to believe him. Because he employs your senses and uses it to make a case against you. But you see, God is in your spirit. And God doesn't need to shout for you to know he's there. In fact, in order for you to know he's there, you need to see the word of God. It's the word of God that will tell you that he's there. Then you now believe. Oh, you are there. The moment you begin to believe, then you begin to open the consciousness of your knowing that he's actually there experientially. It's a very gradual process. 
And remember, the proof of life is consciousness. You will not naturally begin to have the consciousness of God in your spirit. First of all, you accept it by faith, by seeing it in the word of God. Oh, you are not with me. And as you believe it over and above what the situations are saying, then the consciousness of his presence inside of you begins to open up. The moment that consciousness begins to open up, it means that your possibility in the grace of God is opening up. And your life is going to be more and more of a spaceman that Satan cannot control. This is what we call the fight of it. So he came and intimidated you. I want to assure you that you are not the first person that was intimidated. He gave me a blow. A very strange blow when I was trying to pick up my life as a watchman. But that blow did not stop me. I believe more in him that was moving on my inside. Much more than him that could stir up turbulence in the circumstances. And I've lived through many storms. Lived and I found out that the storms were without the grenade. That was all the devil could do. It's not everyone that the roaring lion can devour. But indeed, I must tell you, he roars well. Then you begin to know that he's a trickster. You, you begin, him and you will now know that, ah, he doesn't have what it takes to shift you. Then you begin to take root. You begin to take root. In spite of his presence, you are taking root. In spite of his manipulation, you are taking root. In spite of his, he, sometimes he will stay up. When he can't get your attention in the immediate environment, he will look for somebody close to you and kill. Oh, it has never happened to you before. He will kill somebody. To make you slow down. And everybody he killed, I accelerated more. Yeah. I will do the opposite of what you... Then he will not know that the way to manage this boy is to leave him. Because the moment you are doing something, he is more terrible. He's more strange. Please help me tell your neighbor, Satan is not in control. The power of darkness is not in control. Don't allow him regulate you. This is where he is. He's on the inside. When you begin to trust him much more than what you see in your circumstances, because most of you have so many questions, you th- believe that those problems are real. That oh, my financial situation is going to. The devil is preaching to you through circumstances. I've seen how God helps a man that has no man. It is Jesus that he sends to them. Do you still remember the story of that guy that said, I have no man? He was saying the truth. Who did God send to him? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, you say you, uh, you don't need a man. All you need is Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. It is him that will prompt men to come and represent him in your life. I say, take your bed and go home. Please help me tell you, neighbor, rise. Take up your bed and go home. There's discipline in it. You will not know the real battle until you have spent some time on your knees. Then you find out that those things you call battles were mirages. It would have passed with time even if you didn't pray. It was time-based, factored into the present. But his roots were not present, were not in the future. Even if you didn't pray and you just sat like this, the thing would have passed. That's when you know you, the real battle, the one that demons bring. I, I, if you don't see a knockout, you will think it's a gun. 
No, that's why I'm saying be sober. Let your emotion be stabilized. There are things that God has to teach you. There are things he has to show you. But the watchman must know that he must develop the capacity of patience. When you find someone you press in too much in a hurry, he's going, he will commit a blunder. And you know, Satan these days, he wants to leave a mark on you. Even if the blood of Jesus will bail you out before he bails you. <laughs> a serious mark. <laughs> Even if the blood bails you out, you will leave to tell the story. He's vicious these, these days. So these days we ensure that we don't make mistakes anymore. The days of ignorance the Lord has overlooked. But now we want to stand as sons of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So I've seen preachers that Satan gave a scar. If the scar were to teach them a lesson properly, it would have been profitable. But I still see them making the same mistakes. Where will you find him? You find him here. If he rises, he rises from within you. If he wakes up, if he rises to open your eyes, it will from within. The visions are not external. The visions are the canvas for the vision is in your heart. You must have come to trust him to a point. That's why he gets you to sleep before he shows you. Because you are still a learner. It's not only when you sleep, he talks. You can still be moving to the market and he's showing you things. That's how you should be. Day and night, your eyes are open. And there is no escape route for the devil to plant anything around your life. Hallelujah. We went to one village to pray, and then the two of the brethren that went with me, they entered into the hut. I was standing outside. They said, why are you outside now? I said, what door did you pass to enter there? Hey, they said, you don't come. I said, oh God, there's no door here. Hey! It was when we started digging in front of the door that the people knew that they needed prayer to come out. <laughs> you, you... <coughs> May the Lord <laughs> May the Lord help us Lord help us It takes patience to watch It takes both natural and spiritual Discipline to watch So it takes patience Then it takes discipline You will not feel like praying This night You will not feel like Kneeling before God This night the reason why we need to make it regimented for you is so that over time when you will discover the inner resistance that the devil is putting, which is in form of a sense of haste that the devil, the devil normally puts in your soul to make you detest prayer. Over time when you refuse to give up, that haste will leave. You rise that day to be a watchman the moment the haste on your soul leaves. That's when your mourning as a watchman begins. How many of you still feel that haste when you, you want to pray and you are still in the process? But a day will come when that haste expires. Then your spiritual eyes will be forced to see things that you have never known. So it takes three things to watch. Patience. Discipline. And an enduring spirit. A spirit that will not be weakened because there is no food in the pot. 
a spirit that will not be weakened because the husband is delaying to come. A spirit that will not be weakened because the millions you have been seeing in your dreams have not yet found expression. An enduring spirit. The Bible says that the spirit of a man shall sustain his infirmity. Your weaknesses can be swallowed up by, by the spirit. But a broken spirit who can bear, part of what the devil does is to trigger things that will break your spirit. If he succeeds in doing that, then he can, he can make a boast out of your life in that moment. I have come to a point in my work with God where it's a risk for me to grieve. It's a risk. So it doesn't matter what happens. You will never see me cry. I will never allow it to affect my soul. Never. How many of you have been on a boat before? You have used a boat before? Okay. Now let me tell you about boats. It's not the water that is outside of the boat that makes it sink. It's the one that is where? Inside. So you can determine that the situation will not get where? Inside. As long as it doesn't get inside, you are okay. You'll be the one to open inside for the depression. You'll be the one to open inside for the sorrow. You can decide not to open inside. Because that inside is where your secret is. Just like Samson's secret was on his hair. Your own secret is inside of your heart. So the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, there are what? The issues of you lack the authority to change the circumstance the moment you allow the matter influence your heart. There is a price that a watchman can never pay. It's a price of allowing something enter your heart. That's where your secret is. It's just like Samson shaving his locks. His muscles count for nothing. There's one face that Alfonso does when he's anointed. There's a spiritual that he can't create that face by himself. But whenever I see that face, I know, yeah, he's been stirred up. He's been stirred up. Even if he can reproduce that face, when something has entered his heart, the face will be dry. He won't have the authority that he wants her. So your secret is inside. Three things it takes for you to watch. One is what? Patience. Two is what? Three is what? Endurance. So now, let me teach you about watching. I've taught you from the natural side. I need to show you from the spiritual side. And I will do this for the next two minutes. If the Lord permits, I will show you by practical. This is the life I've lived for so many years. And I can do what I do in the secret in the open. And the fires that kindle upon my altar in the secret, they will respect me in the open time. Just like Elijah. He said, if I be a man of God, he had power over that altar. His altar commands fire. So he could do it in the secret, he could do it in the closet, and he could do it on the mountain. On this day, on Sunday sun, on nation, Elijah could call down fire from heaven. So what I've been doing for as many years, I can do it here. And kindle it, and the Holy Spirit will begin to move. And many things that are hidden, he will begin to unveil it. Not because I asked him in the bedroom that he should do it, I will ask here. The altar is alive. I can even feel it's burning. That's how I live. 
so that nothing takes me unaware in the market. No need to tell you too many stories. Take, come with me quickly. There is something that God does for the watchers. The book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 10. Revelation, chapter 21, verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to, the, to a great high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Please underline, go back, underline, he carried me away in the spirit. Underline that. So when you begin to pray, watch for that moment when he will come to carry you away in the spirit. What he does to people that are consistent in prayer is that he makes them have that experience of being carried in the spirit. Should I tell you something? Someone can be living with you in the same house, but except you are carried very high in the spirit, you may not know who the person is. The other day, somebody brought his relative to stay with them. An auntie, his mother's younger sister. She was driven from her husband's house, and everybody was pitying her. How that she has become destitute. There's no covering, no funding, no financing. And this lady went there and saw the wretched state of this woman and brought her home. Say, as long as I'm alive, at least food you will have to eat. And gave her a room in the house. And then it came to pass. In night prayer, night expeditions, thank God for the night. Sakila Kora, Sakila Kora, Saitakavela, Ikasalo, Eramasata, Ikaya, Kwa! Then he was carried in the spirit. <laughs> carried in the spirit and saw the auntie. Ah! The auntie was high in witchcraft, commanding forces ac- ac- across continents. She had armies in nations. That was when. The story her husband told that nobody believed. She believed because what? He carried her away. Where? In the spirit. When she came down from where the Holy Spirit carried her to, (laughs) he used her legs to locate the auntie's room and woke her up. I asked, are you a witch? He said, something they carry me. (laughs) Hmm. Something they carry me. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me a great city. See, even in the spirit, the, the topography is not the same. In the spirit, he took him to where? A mountain. He needed to stand on the pinnacle of that mountain to behold the city. There are some things that you need to go deep in the spirit to see. It's not at the surface. You need to stand on the mountain. You need advantage, positional advantage to behold some of those realities. He carried me away in the spirit. There are things that you will never see until they are carried. It is the way of the Holy Ghost to come take his watchers, his watchmen, because God 
is the spiritual sight of all watchmen. And in order for you to see, he comes with his own wind. He comes and defies the gravity of the spirit realm. And he takes you on a journey. He carried me away in the spirit. I've told you before, something can be so close to you in the natural, but you may need to go very high in the spirit to see it. So I need to tell you something quickly. If you have never seen your family in the spirit before, you don't know your family. The history that your grandfather told you is a lie. The only truth that there is is what you see when you are carried. Where? It's an experience that we must have every day. There was a woman that came here. She wanted to show me her daughter. She said, oh, my daughter is about to get married. You are not always around. Can I bring her for you to see? I said, wonderful. I'll be in the office. I struggled to come to the office by 11 o'clock. And I saw her coming with the daughter. And I saw, you know, I have an eye to see death. And I saw death upon the daughter. <laughs> I saw death upon the daughter. And I spoke to the daughter as if I was speaking to death. I spoke to death as if I was speaking to the daughter. And I commanded death, leave her. This black stuff, I don't know what they call it. I'll find out before I come tomorrow. The black stuff disappeared. It went up. All that there was was white, and she was like that for 30 minutes. The mother that came to show me her daughter, her mission had ended. The prayer point was different. Many times, there are a lot of demons escape into people's marriages. Death will be looking for an occasion to strike. It happened to me. So whenever people want to get married... I take, I watch over them. 14 days after our wedding, I was to be ordained the reverend. I qualified even when I was single. But I disciplined myself that my own story of ordination will be when I'm married. And I'm not talking about being ordained in any caricature place. Oh, you need to know my father in the Lord. You need to know him. You, you will see him this year. Then you will know that I'm not from a strange, I'm from an apostolic branch. We don't bring shame to Jesus. No. No. The reason for which I stand here is, no, is not for vainglory, not for what I can gain. I, you, you know my story. I left the oil industry to be here. What I saw in Jesus was much more than my last salary was 1.2 million per month. So we are not of the stock that shamed Jesus. So I qualified for ordination a long time. I said, let me get married. 14 days after. In fact, when I got married, the, day, the week I was supposed to go for ordination, my office nominated me for a training that should have taken me to Enugu. The week of my ordination. I didn't go. I was the only one that didn't come. They say, why are you not here? I said, I'm going for ordination. They say, your money is here. I said, I didn't attend the meeting, so I, I'm not entitled to that money. So they send the money back. Because my office will fight if that money is not returned. So they returned the money. I was going somewhere else. We went to for ordination. And the day of my ordination, they sent a coffin to pick my wife. I've seen it before. 
So anyone getting married, I know that there are people that don't want you to be married. So that's why we need the dates. Not necessarily because I will be there, but I will keep watch. I have an eye in the spirit. That's how we casted that spirit away. I told her, you, you can go, you can marry now. No eye will see you again. That was a wedding gift I gave her. He carried me away in the spirit. Revelation chapter 17 verse 3. Revelation 17 verse number 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. It means the spirit realm has a wilderness. What did he show me? And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of the names of blasphemy and having seven horns, seven heads and ten horns. This man, this thing you are seeing as that woman, it's actually a political system that was being released to affect the entire earth. But this man was taken into the wilderness in the spirit to see the spirit behind that uprising, masquerading as a political agenda. Except the man sees this thing, he cannot deal with that political system that wants to overwhelm the entire landscape. So when you now take your place on your watchtower, you take your place on your guard post. The Holy Spirit says that you are fixed. What he does is that he gives you a gift. He comes to carry you. It is in his carrying that you now gain the needed sight that is required for you to see the things of the Spirit. It is him that said, call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest. No. I will end with one scripture. Second Peter, chapter 1. Second Peter, chapter 1. Second Peter, chapter 1. Oh! You see, somebody called me. It was a missed call. And I took the phone to the room. Sat on the bed. Then I lost my peace. And I knew that the reason for which this person called me was a terrible reason. Then the call came back. I wasn't surprised to hear the terrible thing that Satan had done. You see, before the call came, there was a sign. So I don't deal, I don't live by the things I see in the natural. The things that happen in the natural are mere victims of what have been concluded in the spirit. So we need to have advantage. We need to have power. We need to have, we need to have, we need to have strategy in the spirit. And that's what the Holy Spirit is here to give us. He says, Simon Peter. I'm, no, my God. I say, open to Second Peter chapter number 1, verse 21. Not 1 verse 1, but 1 verse 21. For prophecy came not of old time, but the will of man but holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Spirit, as they were carried by the Holy Ghost. So when you stand upon your watch, when you stand upon your guard post, and you begin to exercise your spirit, you give God an opportunity to do what? To carry you. When he carries you and shows you stuff, your context changes. Your prayer point changes. There's new insight. There's a new emphasis. 
you have authority to change some things that were building up in the spirit that you never knew. No one of us can do without the Holy Ghost. So he needs to carry us. Can we pray? You're on the wrong song. That, that's, that's not where you're supposed to be. Rise up. Let's pray. He will carry us this night. He will carry us. He will carry us. Holy men of old, they speak. They speak as they were carried by the Holy Ghost. Through discipline, you come to your watchtower. Through discipline, you come to your guard post. You come to answer present. I am here to respond. I'm here to appear, to report for duty. And the moment you report, he comes to do what you cannot do. What he does is that he carries you in the spirit. Now, so choir, we, we may sing this song twice. Carry me, Jesus, carry me. Carry me. Upon the wings of your spirit Carry me Jesus, carry me Carry me Carry me Upon Upon the wings of your spirit Carry me Carry me Can you sing carry me? Carry me upon upon the wings of your spirit.
have told John that that which was manipulating ten nations, ten kings, represented by the horns on that beast. Who would have told John that it was a red, a scarlet colored beast? If not that it was carried in the spirit. Can we pray tonight? Your prayer is the same words of this song. And this night, he will carry you. Oh, when you go home and you get tired, you eat from the arm and sleep. Then he will carry you. Make that, the wordings of that song your prayer tonight. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me. Upon the wings of your spirit. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me. Santore mina santa barato soko milaita kubaratwa. Masiko breta barato koskila bandali. Sheminaiko kubreska valuta belly. Ama Maria Sika Barata Shabaka Barata Brata Babora Kabedis Askofi Lamina Shabakala Baboria Eskofi Lata Kosa Mantele Rapa Rata Baboria Rapa Rata Babasikete Rateskofi Lamenaita Abrakata Baboro Kosevalia Aito Sekele Boro Goto Lambra sika barababatala, barababatala breskota barata babora kataba, ruka semena, ruka balatua teka bisko, onte me meriasi, olo, olo, that you will carry us, that your spirit will move us, that your hand will take us. And you will show unto us great and mighty things that we do not know. Carry me! This Naboroko Zebilaite. Rantosa Banata Blanta Babola Kabelai. Lapasata Babola. Aplasata Banta Babola. Aplamedica Mantelia. Abra <laughs> Rakapapola <laughs> In the name of Jesus, 
find out where the, the rest of your sisters are present here. Look for them. There is no way you can know the things that he wants you to know except he carries you. Carry me on the wings of your spirit. Please carry me. Jesus, carry me. Carry me. Step up, step up to the stage. On the wings of your spirit. Carry me, Jesus. Carry me, 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 For what I see, there is a hand stretched forth against one of you. So I want to arrest that hand. Can you stretch forth your hand and join me, join your faith with mine? Carry me, carry me, Jesus, carry me. Asa sele mahudia brasketo bilaila. Rominansa kunteli mahaparatos. Rescofe la mina tatalia cambre cusa la bolo. Shai cosqueto mole mamahiko. Lantos kele boboria si cabreta montali. Mahasaliko baracatamo. Yaitos kelo mi. Yaitos sama curia barata. Iscamento bria la babocote. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, that hand stretched forth on my sisters.
I destroy it. I destroy it. I destroy it. I destroy it. So if it is true that a hand is stretched forth, you will see now. If it is true, you will see. The one upon whom the hand is stretched will sense the power of God. And then, in a moment of time, in a moment of time, we will now know when to release a weapon against that person. Kafila, <laughs> Rupeta minanzo zaleto kubre Zakabula Okay, right now we can release the weapon that was used to go back to the sender. Join me in that activity as we send this weapon back to sender. Back to sender. Back to sender. Back to sender. Angel is touching me here. And this touch is suggestive of the fact that there are a few more people in congregation that an evil hand is stretched against. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Okay, there are like uh, one, two, okay, four people. There are four people in the congregation that the hand of an enemy stretched forth against your life. Four people. The hand of God will reach out to these four people so that we can help them. His hand will reach out. Reach out to you. Four of you. Four of you. His hand will reach out to you. Four of you. Four of you. Oh, it comes stronger. Comes so strong. Come so strong upon you. Carry me. Jesus carry me. Abaito selimo konta mala mamarada. Oh, things of your spirit. Ah, he comes strong. Come strong. Jesus carry me. 
depths of your spirit. I believe Jesus carries. Okay, you you people can go. Don't worry. Swear with you, okay? Swear with you. Can you stretch your hand? Let's pray for this one quickly. You don't come to the house of God to be attacked. I remove the covering cast, the cloak. The cloak, I remove it. I remove it. Psychopeli Masanto. Rasketomo Korea Babalito. Sheminai Kopelis. Rakatoli Masata Babarata. Yekoseli Makuria Ratosketa Balato Koporoko Saminaita Abratapapo Rasamina Rasko Potomena Kilo Borokosketo Muntela Isa Rakabes Rominaita Kopreska Balato Mina Santeli Ah Thank you Lord In the name of Jesus Now the Lord said we should pray now that he releasing his hand to intervene in the families represented here can you do that now do, do that now do that now. 